Did you know we're eating and drinking roughly a credit card's worth of plastic a week? Yep, that's right. Blueland set out to do something about it. Eliminate the need for single-use plastic in the cleaning products we reach for the most. I'm absolutely obsessed with Blueland for a couple of reasons. One, how they're helping the environment. Two, how convenient they make my life. And three, how freaking beautiful their pastel containers are. All you have to do is fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning products on your groceries run again. My partner was a little skeptical the other day if the dishwasher tablets would work as well as the pods we usually use. But after the dishes came out sparkling clean, he was sold as well. It's not only super convenient, but Blueland is also affordable. Refill start is just $2.25 and you can even set up a subscription or buy in bulk for additional savings. Blueland has a special offer for listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash datable. You won't want to miss this blueland.com slash datable for 15% off. That's blueland.com slash datable to get 15% off. The Datable Podcast is an insider's look into modern dating that the Huffington Post calls one of the top 10 podcasts about love and sex. I'm your host, Yue Shu, former dating coach turned dating sociologist. You'll also hear from my co-host, Julie Kraftchik. On each episode, we'll talk to real daters about everything from sex parties to sex droughts, date fails to diaper fetishes, and first moves to first loves. We are excited you've joined us for an older episode. While our earlier seasons were all about dating in San Francisco, we quickly realized all the themes and learnings are universal for all daters, so we shifted to covering dating from all around the world as the seasons progress. The fun part is, things happen first in San Francisco, the tech epicenter and counterculture capital of the world. We love for you to keep tuning in to our older episodes, but there is no set order to listen in, so feel free to jump to more recent seasons or relevant episodes for you. Enjoy the show. The Datable Podcast is hosted by UA, that's me, and my co-host Michael Vargas. Michael's a dating coach who holds a master's in clinical psychology, and I, a former dating coach in New York, am now an active dater in San Francisco. This episode of Datable is brought to you by 500 Brunches. 500 Brunches connects like-minded people with similar interests to meet in real life over brunch. You answer a quick questionnaire about your interests and how you spend your time, and then they'll match you in small groups of six to eight at a brunch spot in San Francisco. Get a free entry into a brunch now by signing up at 500brunches.com and using the code DATEABLE. On the last episode, we hung out with Amanda Bradford, CEO and founder of the League Dating App, and we were able to get a glimpse into her dating life. When as soon as people match with me, they start assuming that I'm like looking at all their data as if I have A, the time, and B, the interest. He had like a really hard time dealing with the fact that I was like, the ROI on cooking is not there for us, especially as one person, even when there's two. What are some of the issues that you're still facing here? And a little bit of like, everyone's pretty selfish, like myself included. Well, that's the big argument of like, does an alpha need a beta? Like if you look at the comments on my article, like a ton of them were like, girl, you need a beta male, like call me. On this episode, we continue our conversation with Amanda, more specifically about the inner workings of the League app itself. What is it like running your own dating app? It's super weird. <laughs> did you ever did you ever think like 10 years ago did you ever think I'm going to I'm going to start my own dating app? No, and I think that 
I was like, the people that are in that industry are crazy, and they are. <laughs> it's an interesting They industry, are. I mean, it's sure. actually, the online dating in general, not now, I like to say, it's we're in a new era, like post-Tinder era, but the pre-Tinder era, online dating sites were literally not far on the spectrum from porn sites. Like, mm. they had a different skin, they, you know, they talked about dating instead of, like, naked girls, but, like, lots of them shared the same, like, back-end infrastructure, a lot of them were owned by the same companies. A lot of them moved users back and forth. Like guys that were horny would go to a dating site and then you could get kind of funneled into these like naked girls chatting free live stuff. So it's like, it, and it's a skeezy, it's a skeezy industry. And so that was again one of the reasons like why I wanted to kind of create this like classy place that's like very separated from that. And even some of the dating apps today that we're using that all my friends are using, I'm like, that is literally a fake profile. Like, please believe me. And they're like, no, there's hotter, there's hotter profiles on this app, Amanda. And I won't say the name, but I'm like, yeah. no, that is, you know, that is the like dirty underbelly of this industry. They are feeding you hot profiles from all over the world because they want you to think that this app is full of like gorgeous supermodels. Or so anyway, I get I get frustrated because the the space is just not really known for having like kind of a ton of ethics and standards. Yeah. Um, and Silicon Valley doesn't really like the dating space. Like it's very, it was it's very hard to raise funding for dating sites. It's, um, you know, there hasn't been a ton of really successful exits. I think partially because people go after the like quick buck of like, oh, horny men, let me like see how much money I can extract from horny men. And so they all end up being like lifestyle businesses that, you know, are like between five and $10 million in revenue and most people just kind of cash out. And so it's, it's just like a very, crazy space and I cannot believe where <laughs> I'm in it now and I got asked to be on a panel that was called like the vice industry and I was like oh my god my parents <laughs> must be so proud of their daughter so who is proud. like forging ahead in the vice industry <laughs> it was like me drugs sex like cannabis oh <laughs> gambling startup like, so it was same like thing, same thing. we were all bucketed together into this like you guarantee that all the profiles on the league are are true. Yeah. I mean, at the extent of, yeah, even giving you like less than <laughs> great matches sometimes, but yeah, we don't, we've never made a fake profile and we actually kick people out that are inactive. So it's, you know, we make sure everybody has LinkedIn, Facebook, Facebook friends, their names match, their schools match. I mean, it's pretty hard to kind of fake all that stuff. And then if people are sketchy we kick them out so we kind of keep it we spend a lot of like time and money and resources on like our concierge system that's enforcing quality and girls even girls complaining about like getting stood up from a date or having a guy ask them for sex on a first date like we'll we'll kick people off for that and wow. so it's you know it's been interesting to see just kind of the the issues that come up like I mean one example was a guy who's polyamorous, right? I mean, his profile kept getting flagged over and over and over again because it said, hey, I'm in an open relationship and I'm looking for someone. And so we had like a huge company-wide debate around like, you know, do we kick people out for being polyamorous? But we got, you know, they got over 10 flags. Typically we, you know, we kick out at three flags. And so, you know, he was really upset and we, you know, there's like just things I would have never thought that I had to deal with. Or like one woman went on a date with a guy that was like freshly divorced, but it wasn't official yet. So they were still like married and he didn't tell her that. And then he told her on the date and she got, and he also told her he wasn't ready to like get into a serious relationship because he was out of a like 12 year marriage. And then she got upset because she felt let on and she asked for him to get kicked out. And so we, again, we had a company meeting around like, oh what should our policy be on kind of misleading people before 
you know, before a date. And so it's just, it's interesting because we, we are so like white glove and almost to a fault in some ways because then we get, we get into like playing a little bit of Big Brother and like defining like community standards and guidelines yeah. and like how should people date nowadays and... What were the decisions on those two? We decided that like we're still going to keep up with like if the crowd is voting like that someone's profile needs to be removed over and over again like I think regardless of of what they say like that's you know we want we need to do what's but the best for the community. It's interesting because we do have the power to like not do that and so it is weird to like have that power of like should we keep you know him in the community and should we be open-minded and progressive and um, and it's not necessarily like what I believe I guess it's just sort of like we need to kind of work with our users that are, you know, we're, we're going to be supported by our users, right? Ultimately, they're going to be the ones hopefully paying us at some point. So we need to do what's in the best interest of, of like the 80% case. Mm -hmm. um, so we, for that, we decided that. And then for the kicking people out, it's tough. I mean, I, I think for that one, we actually didn't kick him out. We gave him a warning being like, you need to let people know before you meet them that you're not interested in a relationship and you're still married but you're separated yeah. and make sure you're like really clear about that so we just yeah. we give a lot of coaching <laughs> what have been some really good wins for you guys or something that you're really excited about or really proud of that the uh, app has done I mean we have a ton of marriages which is crazy because we've been around a year and I'm like I haven't even like dated one guy for a year much less much less like getting married after a year it blows my mind but um yeah and a lot of people it was like they're you know, one of their like first or second league dates, which I guess kind of sucks because now we lost like two users right away without getting any money from them. Um, so I was like, guys, we need to put monetization in ASAP. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't been invited to any, which I was kind of bummed at. I was like, you dude, I'm like your matchmaker. Just because I'm like behind an app doesn't mean I'm not like your, what is the Jewish word for matchmaker? Yenta. Yenta. Yeah, I'm their how Yenta. Many, how many marriages? Uh, I've gotten texts about from about eight people, and no, so I can't really imagine. Really. I imagine it must be like three x the people that I know, yeah, right? Not, These so. are people who've met and dated for less than a year yeah. who are getting married. Are they older? Thirties or young thirties? Wow. That's an interesting statistic. Well, I, I didn't really, guess. but we haven't collected it too well, so it's all anecdotal, and I also don't want to like super publicize it because I really yeah. don't want to be like the eHarmony where you like join the league to get married right. because well, like that freaks me out. Too. Like, but I think it's a mindset. I think that speaks to the mindset of people who yeah. are on the league. Yeah, they're just more serious and they're taking yeah. dating seriously and if they find someone that works, like they're they're ready, you know? Have you like learned anything about dating culture in other cities that you can yeah, reflect from? Yeah, like, don't move to New York. Yeah. <laughs> As a woman, don't I do it. That. I was like, I am doing, literally, so I have two profiles. I have Mandy, who's New York, and I have Amanda, Ooh. who's San Francisco. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and Mandy, you know, I actually think Mandy's pretty cute, like is a little cuter than Amanda, cause she, you know, she shows a little more skin, like her hair's down, a little bit more, like a little more flirty photos. And it is crazy, like the, either the New York guys are super picky or there's just a ton of beautiful women or probably both. I mean, I think they're probably related, but um, yeah, my score, like my league score is about like 10% different. So like 10% more people like me in San Francisco than in New York with like pretty much the same. Do you think photos. more people know you here though compared to there? Yeah, I mean, it could be that, but I don't think, um, I, I looked at it like back in, it, it's New York. Cause if you look at the New York like New York. averages, like yeah. the average female is just like much higher performing than the average 
female in San Francisco, and the guys are much more picky. So if you look at their pickiness score, like they reject a lot more people wow. in New York. What's the league score and the pickiness score? Are these publicized or these are <laughs> internal? They're internal. Like we let you sort by like flakiness and by like most popular. So it's like, oh, really? it's essentially like your, yeah, it's like how many people that have seen you that swipe right. But only you guys know this. Mm, yeah, I mean, we, it's part of our like internal, I mean, it's, it's a big part of the algorithm. So, right. okay. um, so yeah, we have to see it when we're kind of debugging stuff. But yeah, so it's like literally 10% more. I have a 10% lift <laughs> in San Francisco than in New York, which is crazy for like the same photo. So huh. I don't know. And then there's a lot more, just there's more women than men in New York. Mm -hmm. And it seems like a lot of our like complaints about guys being like, oh, I thought we were going to sleep with each other on this date. Like, being assholes are like all from New York. Like almost all our douchebag dudes that we either kick out or are trying to like, you know, hook up really obviously. Like, let's meet up at 1 a.m. and like, what size is your bra? Like that kind of stuff. Wow. All from, all from New York. So. Okay, so ladies of San Francisco, do be, not be discouraged. Yeah, be thankful <laughs> that we have a nicer gentleman here. I do find men in San Francisco more respectful of women. For sure. And I mean, it, literally, if you just look at the, like, the people, I kind of want to do a blog post about the people we've kicked out of the league. But, sure. uh, and like yeah. do a little bit of a public hanging, but yes. I'll probably get sued. But, uh, <laughs> but it's literally like all, it's all New York. Like almost all of the guys. I mean, a couple in San Francisco, but. But they probably came from New York. <laughs> yeah. 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 I want to talk about your waiting list. Okay. okay. This is like the ultimate mystery. Yeah. I mean, when I first signed up for the league, I was like 60,352nd, yeah. you know, <laughs> place. Who's the person who gets to decide who gets in? So it's actually like pretty convoluted process. Um, it's, it's a variety of stuff. So we look at like, there's like a bunch of, if think of it as a funnel, right? So there's a bunch of things you need to like have to even get into the funnel. So one is like six photos. So like people like sometimes import Facebook photos. They don't have six. So like they're kind of in purgatory. Like we don't even put them in the funnel. And then if like you don't have your information filled out. And so then once you're in the funnel, we have like a prioritization algorithm. And then I have girls that go through and make sure the photos are like respectful, high quality, like you can see their face, no sunglasses. Like we try to, we try to kind of send them and then they get an automated email if their photos are like not up to snuff so they can fix them. So we try to give everyone an opportunity to like kind of put their pro, make their profile league worthy is what we call it. But the idea is like, you know, it's almost like a college admissions. Like you spend so much time on your college admissions, like take a little bit of time with your dating profile, like put a tiny bit of like, I don't know, two minutes into it and don't like import a photo of you doing a keg stand from college <laughs> when you're like 27. And yeah, I mean, oh my God, there's like guys that have like, their first photo is like two girls with bikinis next oh to gosh. them with their like shirt off. I mean, whoa, 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 there's nothing wrong with that. We're just saying we're having a fun time at the beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it's a little bit of like the first impression of the app. I mean, we think of it as like, imagine everyone's a brand new user. If that's the first person they get in their feed and we've kind of promised them this sort of like, you know, more upscale, more, you know, serious people that are interested in dating, like showing a guy like crushing a beer on his head as you're a first person you see in your feed, like that's not a good experience. So yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. And then we try to look at the, you know, if you're friends that have referred to you, we try to give priority to our members. So it's a lot of, it's like so a lot of like little factors like that. Every profile gets reviewed? Every profile, at least their first photo gets reviewed yeah. by a human yeah yeah that's a lot of work yeah well we we have a system that's pretty i mean you can kind of like tender it <laughs> if you will so okay. it's like yeah. you can scroll through and see you know it's usually like picking the ones that 
have bad photos and like trying to email them. And that, so yeah, I mean, we, we could automate it and we probably will put technology in so we're not being like, oh yeah, sunglasses, because that's just, so we're working on that. And that waiting list, is that real? Is that number real? Yeah, or is yeah. it just to really like no, intimidate no, people? No, no, that's, I mean, it's, I guess it's a little bit misleading in the sense that we changed it now because we got some feedback on it. So now it tells you like your San Francisco wait list and then like global wait list. It's not like all those people were like in San Francisco in line ahead of you. So, right, but right. it kind of sound. Maybe maybe we should have kept it ambiguous. So it sounds even crazier. But one yeah. thing I really like because I've recently been on the league. Yeah, and one thing I really like about it is that you you mentioned this too that you kick people out if they're inactive. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the concierge kind of like stress like, oh yeah, we're about to send another one out. Okay, yeah, like women yeah, send like messages and like. So I think that is a huge issue with online dating. It's like there's so much fatigue right. that no one messages. Um, I think it's gotten worse too with, I don't know if it's our new upgrade or what, but we've gotten more complaints around, you know, honestly, I think it's where we are encouraging the girls to message first and there's other apps out there that now let the girl message first. And I think, I don't know if guys are getting like lazy or something, but it is, uh, yeah, I, I see like the guy's response rate has gone down, which oh. is weird. And I think it's honestly like a combination of like timing, like I don't message back a lot. Like if I know I'm going to be out of town or I'm just like, man, I'm not into dating right now. I mean, like a lot of times yeah. you check these apps, but you're not really like in yeah. it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm like that too. And so it's hard for us to like vet that because I, I am checking it every day. So I wouldn't have like a bad score, but then I don't respond to people. And so then my flaky score goes up, but that's, you know, and I get deprioritized a little bit in the algorithm, but for the most part, it doesn't, guys don't know not to message me, right? So I think it's hard. It's hard because it's hard to know where people are and kind of the like, how serious you are about dating. So I, I think it is, and it's really hard to kind of put that into the algorithm, that kind of like intent. And how do you quantify that, you know? Because I don't think, most people don't know their intent yeah. anyway. And I think also people have like FOMO in the sense where like they want to go, they go on the app and they like mm -hmm. people because they kind of want to see what's out, out there, there, but you don't necessarily want to like, you don't want to miss out, but you don't necessarily want to start anything because it is a, it is there is activation effort involved. Like, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like, there's some great guys that like want to meet for drinks, and I'm like, the amount of efforts, like, kind of put book that into my schedule. Like, get off your couch when you're watching House of Cards or whatever it is, and like, you do have to kind of really want it or like want to be engaged in that. And so I do think it's just tough. It's like timing. It's trying to align everyone's timing and it's something we haven't, I don't think anyone's really figured out yet. So I really like the fact that it's a little bit of effort because like you were saying earlier or earlier uh, at one point where it's so interesting when people have different levels of efforts going into the relationship. So here there has to be a little bit more effort put in, which I think would, would be a better indicator for a relationship working out for sure yeah I mean if both people are getting off their couch and meeting for coffee like that's a huge first step and then you know that's like the really the the hurdle that we're trying to to overcome have you guys thought about eventually publicizing your flakiness score we have um, I actually had it on the roadmap but I took it off because I don't know I think we want to we want to think about how to build that into whether it's monetization or some sort of feature that kind of helps improve that person's, you know, overall kind of like profile. Mm -hmm. So whether it's flaky, whether it's a league score, whether it's how picky they are. I mean, that is like a whole really interesting topic. If you look at how picky users are, and then you also look at their score and you're like, the math doesn't work. If you're rejecting 99% of people and also 99% of people are rejecting you, 
Like, then you complain to us about not getting matches. Like, it's, uh, huh. like, do the math, but they don't see all those numbers. Um, two things. I have two questions to ask you, and we're going to wrap this up. One is, what are you ultimately looking for? Marriage? I want a funny guy. A funny guy. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like I've never dated a funny guy, and it's, like, on my bucket list. You've never dated a funny guy? A, like a guy like funnier than me that's like funny. I feel like the funny guys have been disappearing. I don't know what's going on, but it is like very rare that I meet a guy that is like laugh out loud funny. A little tip is a thing called improv. Yes, Michael's all about improv. Really? Wait, have you met Michael Vargas? <laughs> I updated my league profile with like that. I was like, I'm looking for someone funnier than me. Okay. But are you avoiding my question? <laughs> are you looking for marriage? I mean, I grew up with, you know, my parents are married for whatever, 50 years now. And I do think, you know, I want to have kids. I think you want to raise kids with two people raising a kid is better than one person. In general, they have two loving parents. So I do think, um, yeah, eventually I, I do. But I'm also not looking to, like, accelerate that artificially just because of like my age or because everyone around me is posting engagement photos or anything like that so i'm i'm very much about like the right person versus the right time okay what are some tricks people need to keep in mind when uh, if they want to be successful on the league oh i have a lot i have a lot of little tricks okay. um i think the first one is like be open-minded because the more people you kind of like and are open to, the more people that see you. So you kind of, your profile gets seen by more people and we do kind of reward people that log in every day and aren't like super, super picky because um, we don't want to like reward the picky people. Mm -hmm. so, um, so I think that's one thing to keep in mind. I also think like the first photo really is unfortunately like I'd love to say it's like all your interests and you're about me and I think that stuff does matter more in the league than other apps but you know no matter how much like that first photo is a first impression and so like I said when it's you you know doing a keg stand as your first photo like you know you're probably not going to get as many likes as like one with your grandma or one with your dog and stuff and so um, you know we have actually seen like dog photos sport photos do really well uh, professional photos do really well for guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I think okay. I think it shows that they're like putting effort into like the whole kind of system. And I think for women, it shows that like, oh, he might not just be about like a one night stand because he has these like photos that he's trying to really kind of present himself. And so I, I think it's probably more psychological reason to that. But we have seen professional photos do much better than like blurry Facebooky ones. Um, what other tips? I think, yeah, not doing group shots, because uh, especially, I always say, don't do group shots when you have a friend that's more attractive than you, like, ever. <laughs> you would think that's a given. No, you know? people all the time do it. They're, like, with some, like, supermodel friend, and then you're like, why are you doing that? Like, everyone is, just gets disappointed, and then it's just... <laughs> I think some other tips are... Yeah, I mean, I think messaging first, like we do see, I mean, the study just came out, I think from New York Times, that like women that message first do better on online dating. Um, really? Yeah, you guys should Google it. It's, cool. uh, it's just, it, it is, because it's like the guys are so used to getting rejected and ghosted and all that, that like when a woman reaches out, they're like, oh wow, this is great. This is like probably gonna, we could meet up for coffee. And so they'll like put more time into that match than like messaging all their other like women that they have in their queue, right? So. Oh. Um, 
so I always encourage my girlfriends to message, like, I was like, pick your top three favorite guys in your match queue and message them. Like, why not? Uh, what about getting off the wait list? If you have a VIP ticket, so we give everyone in the league, like, one pass to give a friend. So that bumps you up a lot. Like, that gets you in a lot faster. Um, and then the other stuff is just, like, the profile filled out. So if it's, like, a super blank profile or you don't have anything listed on your LinkedIn, like, there's a lot of people that just, like, create LinkedIn accounts for the sake of signing up and then they don't say anything about what they do or their education or they don't have any interest so they're kind of like I call them like ghost profiles I'm like who are you trying to optimize a lot of it is like backlog on us so we're trying to optimize a lot of the operations so that people aren't waiting so long but we had a lot of technical debt to get out of so it was a lot of it's not you it's us what are any future plans that you have for the league so we have a lot of plans I think I think for me, like one of the big features I want to build is kind of for the anti-online daters. So the lot, a lot of people like just don't really like this kind of stiff meeting for coffee or drinks and the whole one-on-one. -on -one, like you're kind of on an interview. Like the whole thing is like stilted and very, you know, transactional. And I, I'm personally fine with it because I think it's efficient <laughs> or whatever. But I, a lot of people are like, it's not romantic. There's like no serendipity. And so we're really trying to bring in like the offline component into the apps. Oh, another good example is like, we don't ever have events for LGBT and we always get a lot of flack for that. And I'm like, let's create, like, let's have people that are kind of our captains that can start these events and we can enable them or give them funding or whatever it might be so that our members can, can kind of like, cause then you're meeting like 10, 20 people in one hour, whereas you could be meeting one douchebag for one hour. So yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's actually more efficient use of your time if you can get everyone to like go to an event or a concert or whatever it might be, music in the park. Yeah. All right, we're going to wrap this up. You guys, don't forget to submit your stories and um, you can always remain anonymous. We don't have to use your real name or anybody's real name. You can be anybody you want. Thanks so much, Amanda, yeah. for being here. And Thank you, Amanda. Michael. Yeah, this was super fun. Michael, wrap it up. Stay dateable. The most efficient way to meet new people is a combination of online and offline. 500 Brunches has your offline covered. Connect over brunch with new friends. Come alone or bring a buddy. There is always a table full of friendly faces, mimosas, and eggs benedict. Sign up at 500brunches.com and use the code DATEABLE for a free entry. To connect with us, visit dateablepodcast.com.